you and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. It was late 2011. Yuri and I just recently moved to California, all the way from Maryland. We literally sold everything we owed and packed up, I think, 15 or 20 boxes, shipped whatever possessions there were, sold our, one of our cars, and whatever we could fit in the trunk of our car that we kept, we just drove it across the country. It was actually a rather fun and exciting time because both Yuri and I were on the journey to explore what life is all about outside of our home, right? What we used to call home. And Yuri was in process of transitioning his careers. He just stopped working in the corporate world. He did audit and accounting for the big four uh, companies, Deloitte and Tuition. That was a fun ride, but for him, there was definitely something more that he was craving and desiring. And I tagged along with him, but I decided that because I was on a path that I really enjoyed and loved, um, and staying, staying the course with, was one of the options for me, so I decided that I would open up an office in our new location. So we moved to the San Francisco Bay area. And the reason that we actually ended up in the San Francisco Bay area, and today is uh, Friday, and I'm here in my office uh, transmitting to you live, um, is because we had a friend. Yuri had a friend, his a good childhood friend, who lived here in the Bay area. And we looked at our options as, as to you know where we actually wanted to move, uh, before considering California, I, you know, was the last one that uh, was ever say, I'm going to move away from my family. How could I do that, right? Especially coming from a family who has immigrated once before, um, settled into one location, right? And trying to stick together. And now all of a sudden, we're trying to make such a crazy move. So California was always out of the question. I visited before. I loved it. But I just didn't see myself living uh, in this wonderful place. And... Um, long story short, we still ended up here in the Bay Area, and um, thank to um, Yuri's one friend, Andre, who um, graciously accepted us as his guest at his home when we arrived, and the rest is history, but as I um, started looking into options of what I was going to do with continuing my, my career, because I, at a time... Uh, was working as a financial planner at uh, Main Street Financial Planning, right? The firm that I currently own. And I actually had to convince my boss at a time, Jim, that, hey, you know, I could do this gig. I can work remotely. And this is now we're in the COVID times and looking back to 2011. Um, it wasn't very common, right? So I remember waking up in the morning, 5.45. I had enough time to brush my teeth, put my clothes on, and I ran to... To the kitchen, that's where I had my 
uh, workstation set up and I would log in. I would be online at 6 a.m. Pacific time because it was 9 a.m. Eastern time, right? And that's when the day started for, uh, for our clients. Back then in the day, right, 2011, we had majority of our clients um, located on the East Coast. And so I worked those crazy hours. But as it was exciting for Yuri, right, to embark on this new career path, and you'll certainly learn what he ended up doing, right, after he left his corporate world, accounting and audit, I stayed the course and I opened up an office um, here in the Bay Area. My first office was in San Mateo and I subletted from, again, also kind of going down a traditional route, I subletted from a psychotherapist. It was a really funky looking office, but I really just needed it to, uh, to, you know, to have access to it for a couple of days a week where I still continued to work from, from home. I did my um, East Coast hours living on the West Coast, uh, but whenever I had client meetings, I would go and meet with them. So it really worked out perfect. Again, kind of tried this model of um, shared office space before it really became um, popular. But really what was the, the biggest challenge for us at that point is that um, because Yuri was transitioning careers, was trying to figure out what he wanted to do, and I um, was sort of living this you know, bi-coastal life working odd hours, our income all of a sudden, right, because we would just went from having two steady paychecks, um, and as I started to get into the space of seeing more clients, my income also depended on, right, how many new clients I, I signed up. And, of course, I'm here in a new area, don't know anybody, have no connections, don't even know where to go most of the days, right, most of the times, um, just because everything is so new. There's definitely been a lot of pressure on our income. Of course, we had savings, right, as we just really literally got ever, uh, rid of all of our possessions and we're free, right, and excited to, uh, to try new life. Um, but this is where it really came to a test, right? This is a real-life test, not only in my marriage, but also a test to my professional career, right? And as I started to look at all of this and my real life, right, realizing that it really is the, t the time for me to try to figure out what kind of financial life I want to have for myself. At the same time, I started flying back to the East Coast, right, from San Francisco to Baltimore, uh, because I was, um, and I, years prior, I've done so much um, networking and business development, right, in the uh, Maryland, Baltimore, D.C. area, because that's where we had two of our offices, and we still do up until today. I've, you know, continued to get referrals from clients, right? They would send me their friends or their family members, and, of course, all my, you know, professional contacts. So I ended up getting a pretty full schedule, and so what I would do, I would block off a week, a month on my calendar, and I would just book all of my appointments for everyone I wanted to see, right, in that corridor, Baltimore to uh, D.C., I would fly from San Francisco to Baltimore. A lot of times I would take um, red eye, um, and then after a while I got really tired of not getting enough sleep and being jet-lagged at the same time. So I changed my schedule, not taking the red eyes, but I would spend, you know, four to five business days on the East Coast. And so this also, right, kind of say having starting to build a business here, right, growing my presence, getting involved in um, a lot of different activities, a lot of professional associations, meeting, going out there, meeting people, 
really catapulted me on the path of buying my financial planning practice, right? Main Street Financial Planning um, two years later. But again, as I was seeing all of this unfolding in front of, in front of my eyes, is sort of stepping into this role of um, entrepreneur, right? Business owner slash um, working still um, as a financial planner because that's, that's the part that I enjoyed the most. It really became crucial for me to set up our financial life in the order where I knew what was happening, right? I knew that even though I was involved in, in focusing on other activities, and as we talked about in the past, focus really matters because you get what you focus on. And so I had to come up with a way of being able to see where everything was going, and especially because we didn't have steady income, right? Maybe my income was more or less steady. Yuri, Yuri was just launching and didn't have income for a while. So, but we still had to pay our bills. We still had to track our expenses and you know figure out how to live in not so cheap, right? Um, cost of living wise Bay Area, um, while still trying to you know, really settle in and achieve um, our financial goals. And so this is the path where I started, right, as a challenge in front of myself because I wanted to prove not just to Yuri, right, and to our relationship um, and to myself as well, but also to my clients that I knew what I was talking about, right? I didn't just read it in a textbook, but I actually was practicing. And um, having somewhat of a... Um, painful experience, right, back when Yuri and I got married and merged our finances, I um, was not a financial planner at that point, right? I was just starting to learn and understand these various concepts. And just like you, I've made my fair share of mistakes, right? I didn't know how to budget. I still don't like how the budget aspect of it, but, you know, at least at that point, I was um, freely to spend, you know, the money that I didn't have. And I think a lot of you know what happens when you don't um, have the money to spend that you actually end up spending? So I got to, um, to work on paying off a fair share of debt. And so imagine getting married and here I come, right? Not only I had student loans to worry about, uh, which I didn't quite actually, uh, but I had to pay them back. And, you know, amount of debt um, that really wasn't uh, something that I was proud. So of course, Yuri and I handled it together, right? I, uh, we paid it off, and, but I still had that almost like a scar, right, that I um, carried with me for years. We got married in 2005. This is 2011. And I finally saw that this was my chance, right, my opportunity to prove to all of, uh, everyone, right, and myself, myself um, uh, you know, uh, especially that, you know, this is definitely going to work. So my big question that I kept asking, right, and was trying to figure out how to get my hands on it was this. What if I have my money flowing in the proper direction, everything that is happening on our every, everyday life has a system to go around? And the reason I started to, to see an opportunity for this to take over is because of this transi transition. And Yuri was... Um, as he had managed our finances because he was an accountant in the past, right? That's what accountants do. They've got their hands um, fully in this, and I sort of let him do it, right? But I always had this um, in the back of my head thinking that, well, what kind of financial planner am I if I am not even operating, right, or thinking about what's, you know, day-to-day 
um, activities such as spending, you know, where everything is at um, is happening. So this was my chance to get on all in, right, um, with my head and feet down and really um, start uh, figuring this out. But I had to figure out um, a system where not only I can convince Yuri that, you know, I've matured, I've grown up, I'm a better person now, I'm not only that, but I'm also professional, I'm facing people that trust me with, right, with a lot of financial decisions I'm helping them make. Um, so then, you know, this is something that I can run with. And I, um, I created something um, very simple to me that um, allowed to have really a peace of mind. And because of the variable income we were on at a time, um, actually, as a matter of fact, we're still, still continuing to live on variable income up until this day because both of us are still running our, our businesses and it really has never been um, more variable <laughs> now than ever. Um, and so I, had to, I, I really wanted to have an idea. How can I make sure that all of my fixed expenses were paid? And then I also wanted to have a place where I can have more freely, you know, freely, um, more flexibility um, to spend, you know, if we wanted to go out, for example, um, on the weekend, right? So I wanted a system to see this. And what we had in the past was just a checking account where all of the transactions that we've ever, you know, spent on, whether it was debit card or writing checks or taking cash out. And that created a lot of frustration and anxiety for both of us. And this is where, you know, a lot of people struggle with is that disagreements about money a lot of times aren't happening because there's just not money, right? There's other things that get in the way, right? So not trusting each other and so forth. And once Yuri and I sort of sit down, sat down and mapped out and said, all right, if we have a clear picture of what we're spending um, for our fixed expenses and what we're going to devote to our variable expenses, and because maybe perhaps we'll accept the fact that some months we didn't have enough income, our variable spend isn't going to be as luxurious, right, or as freely, then at least we're going to make sure that fixed expenses are paid. We don't have to worry that we're going to be late on any of the payments because you guys know what happens when you aren't making or, or aren't paying your bills on time. And, you know, to say that I knew what I was really getting into when I was just really trying to solve an issue of me becoming, right, that best financial planner I could be for my clients and, of course, for my family. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about a situation in your life and looking back at, at, at this, there's always, you know, this turning point for all of us that you, you look back and you, you, you analyze it and you say, all right, this was the time that I made that big decision to change. And if you're here today, right, you're starting again at that cross, those crossroads, right? You're really taking those first steps to change your financial life. And I give you permission to do that, as it's taken me a while to get over my um, high horse, per se, right, or worry about the fact that I was going to be judged, or how, how is that you're a financial planner and you didn't know how to do this properly, um, so put all of that aside, right, because it's really not serving you. And the, the, the best part of all of this is that um, life is too short for us to not do this, right? So I challenge you, right, to, to challenge yourself to 
almost like wipeout, right? Remember in the old days, we used to uh, wipe out uh, information on um, discs, right? Or cassettes or what do you call those little mini drives? But I think you know what I'm talking about. So I always give you permission to wipe all of that out. That didn't exist, right? Give yourself um, a permission. Forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. And imagine that there is a different path you can take. Imagine there's a path that is going to lead you to the life that you actually want. And I, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, and I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else you know will need it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio. And if you are ready to take the next steps, then go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting the top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having a clear idea what their financial goals are, not having a handle on spending and saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of those debts, and of course, not having a strategy or plan how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.